What could you truly become capable of if you were living in greater resonance and synchronicity with your essence? If you were able to be aligning with your divine every day and creating from that energy, are you ready to explore and activate that? Let's get started aligning divine. Now, here's your host, Soul and Body Coach, Keisha Clark. <laughs> Welcome, hello, and thank you all for coming to play here on today's episode of Aligning Divine with me, Keisha Clark. I am so delighted to be here. I'm delighted you are here whenever and wherever here is for you. And so, um, yes, 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 we're on. Wow. This is episode number um three, four. <laughs> Um, and if you know nothing about uh, the show, it is Aligning Divine. It is all about having the joy, tapping into the joy, discovering the joy, choosing the joy of lining up with your essence and living it every day. So we're going to have all kinds of conversations about connection, um, feeding our souls, connecting with our souls, the whole uh, soul, body, and self relationship uh, in all of the different ways and uh, expressions that we can play with that. And so today's conversation we're going to jump into in just a moment. First, I am going to let you know um, we're here on Inspired Choices Network, and it is pretty awesome. And thank you for everyone who's coming into the chat room. It's one of our fun features that we have. All you have to do if you're on the website is just look uh, at the blue bar near the top of the screen. You'll see the word chat room. You can click that, put a name in. It can be your name or your um, incognito name. <laughs> And come on in. You can play with us backstage during the shows. Um, if you can't make the live shows for whatever reason, you can actually send questions in or send topics that you might like us to explore. We have a fantastic uh, team of hosts here on Inspired Choices Network, and there is such a broad spectrum of sub of subject matter that is covered in any given day and week. Uh, and so if you want to just share some questions that you might have, some curiosities you might have, uh, I would be happy to play with them on my show. And if it's not something that fits for my theme, I am happy to share another show with you um, because they're all amazing. The hosts are incredible. If you haven't played with some of the different hosts here, you, you might you might play with that and see what happens in your life this week. <laughs> There's an archive of over 4,000 episodes of different shows for everything from business to hair care to animal communication <laughs> to Zen and the art of motorcycle maintenance, perhaps. Um, so in, on any given day, you can go in and see which one works for you. And, um, wow, uh, let's see, what am I, oh, housekeeping. It, no, I think that's it for housekeeping. Um, if you have not met me, if we haven't gotten to play together yet, I am Keisha Clark. I am a soul and body coach, um, a vibrational alchemist, and uh, all around kind of uh, self-awareness, personal development geek. Um, <laughs> I've been playing with bodies and beings for just shy of 30 years in a professional capacity and uh, for pretty much my whole life. Otherwise, it just sort of is normal in my world. It is my normal. So uh, what is your normal? And And what have you been choosing to allow yourself to have your normal in a way that it works for you? 
that is uh, one of my favorite things to play with. So I get to work with a lot of people who are in that place of, okay, I I don't play inside the box. I'm not necessarily a conventional creature, and um, linear doesn't really work for me in many respects. Um, and that's usually where I get to come in and have sessions that um, are really all about diving into the uniqueness of you, tapping into more of you, and making that connection in a way that, as we say in the show, you can line up with your essence and live it every day. So bringing your unique, unconventional, beyond linear, magical self into the everyday life and living that really works for you. Um, So... (laughs) Um, If you want to play with that, you can always find me on my website or on Facebook. Uh, The links to that are in this replay page if you're listening on to the replay. All you have to do is scroll down and click, and uh, it's KeishaClark.live if you want to come play on the website. And Facebook is also at KeishaClark.live for my coaching page there. So I am super excited to be diving into today's topic, and we're going to be talking about Origins, orientation, and relationship. Yeah. And when this showed up, it really just lit up my world. <laughs> um, I And yes, I was like, well, those are interesting words. And of course, one of the things I love about my show is it, it invites me to play with the energy uh, of things, which of course is, you know, I love to do. And... Um, so when these words showed up, of course, I went straight to etymology, <laughs> the online etymology dictionary, one of my favorite references and resources. And um, I, I invite you to let it become one of your good friends as well. It's pretty incredible uh, to see the origins of words, where words came from, how we began initially uh, applying the words um, in contrast, in many cases, in contrast to the way we apply them in our modern-day world. So uh, we will have an episode coming up in a few weeks with more about the energy of words and how we create (laughs) with our words and what we create with our words. Um, But for these words today, origins, orientation, and relationship, it was just really this cool little whisper that kind of flowed through my world when those came in. So uh, what do you think we're going to play with? Let's see. How much of your existence are you basing on your physical experience so far? Yeah, we spend a lot of our lives. <laughs> we spend a lot. Of, I'm, I'm laughing at something in the chat room. We spend a lot of our lives looking for things to base our existence in and on. And yet we actually exist before all of the ways we find to validate or quantify our existence. You kind of get that? Do you find that even a little bit intriguing? I find that massively intriguing. (laughs) And that's part of what I love to play with. So for this week's conversation, we are diving into the we that we are before and beyond the validation or the quantification and how we can utilize the features of the physical world to shift from limitation to expansiveness. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) So, the we that we are. So let's start with origins. So the simplest question that I could 
begin with is where where do you come from? Where do you say you come from? When people ask that question, because it is a popular question, where do you come from? What what like organically pops into your brain or comes out of your mouth? I think this is kind of fascinating, so <laughs> just roll with me here. Uh, do you cite your city or do you cite a country or uh, do you talk about your family? Yeah, there are many different um, places and and groups or energies that we can say we come from, that we've gotten into the habit of saying that we come from as well. So we might say, I come from, uh, and we might list a country. We might list a, a specific state or province or region. We might list a specific city or town or village. And we might also then go into the story of our genetic family. <laughs> and again, I'm I'm laughing at something in the chat room. <laughs> My beautiful producer, Meditza, who is one of those amazing hosts here on the network as well. Um, she's in the chat room with me and um she's uh she's playing ahead. <laughs> She's another brilliant creatrix here on the station. So if you ever uh, want to have lots of ease having conversation uh, and just playing with curiosity about pleasure, her show is The Pleasure Zone, and it airs live on Monday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern, and it's awesome. So just a little a little hug from my friend there. And uh, so when we talk about where we come from, it's super easy to get into a lot of story. And I find it really interesting that that is that has become a really normal thing, and it's it's fascinating to me for a number of reasons. But one in particular is that it's a story, and it's all like everything is really story, and that's part of the beauty of how we get to play here. In my interesting point of view, is we have all of this story and sometimes it can be really lush and amazing and yummy and sometimes it can be really crummy and crappy and ugly and it's all still story and so we go into a lot of story pretty quickly about uh, our lives and a lot of that is connected to where we come from for many people. So it's super easy for that to be a doorway into a story. Um, and then I just would like for, I'm inviting you to just kind of notice for yourself, what do you frequently say when, when that question comes up? Or even, it doesn't have to be somebody asking you the question. When you walk into a group of people or, you know, at an event, when you walk into a group of people, does where you come from start to bubble up for you? Is is there something about the story of where you come from that is being activated when you walk into a group of people? Do you notice you become <clears throat> insecure or do you become super duper aware um, of something like the difference between yourself and perhaps other people in the room or differences between other collections of people in the room or at the event? What do you notice? Um, so it's easy to say, I come from uh, this town. Like it, it was something that I love to play with. 
<laughs> when people ask me where you come from, I say, well, I was conceived in California and I was born in Texas. <laughs> so, um, and usually we kind of chuckle about that. And for me, what that has become about is a way that I kind of include both of those energies. Uh, because, of course, I play with energy, firstly. <laughs> and the energy of California, I do think it's kind of interesting that I co-created this, the energy of California is very different from the energy of Texas. If any of you are familiar with either of those places in the United States, <laughs> and if you're not, just take my word for it, they're very different. <laughs> um, so being conceived in the energy of California, uh, for me, there's a, there is an energy about California, and I did get to live in California for a while in my, um, after I graduated high school. I did a couple, couple years of college out there, and one of my friends in the chat room, that's where I got to meet her. <laughs> um, and it was, when I went to California, as a near adult, or almost adult, <laughs> if you want to call it that, what was really fascinating to me was I literally drove across the state line into California, going through the mountains in the southern region, and my body felt home. It was like I exhaled for the first time in my then 18 years in a way that I had never, that, that I had never experienced my body doing before. And so... It was really fascinating to me. Now, of course, I'm keeping in my consideration here, this is, this is also story. So, again, story is not a bad thing. Uh, but I was looking at how amazing that experience was at the time. And my time in California, I was in San Diego area, um, my time there, I was just, it was blissful. It was blissful. Even with some of the crazy, insane ridiculousness that went on as far as the politicking in the in the school that I was in you know the I was in a performing arts um, major and there's lots of competition there's lots of insanity that goes on there but even with all of that it was blissful to be there and and like every part of my physical body was happy there <laughs> it was amazing and I really noticed when I would come home for the call for the holidays that there was a very contrasting energy um, when I would come back to Texas. And it, again, it wasn't bad. It was just so different. But I had grown up in, because I was born in Texas, um, I had grown up in the energy of um, a city in Texas. And so that was a stark contrast. And that was probably the first time that it really got my attention through an experiential aspect. Um, wow. The states have very different energies. The different geographical regions have different energies. And this was something that, of course, intellectually I could grasp. But to experience it in the way that I did with my whole body, that got my attention. So the energy, um, the difference in the energy, the contrast in the energy, and the different flavors, like the different energetic um, nuances and, and flavors and experiences were really fascinating to me. Um, and as as the story went or got created, I did not stay in California. I actually did come back to Texas and have been there pretty much since. Um, and now I have, have experienced different parts of Texas too. And so it's a fascinating um, 
thing to play with, looking at different energies of different locations. And then that could take us into a conversation about where are supportive places for our bodies in different countries, in different parts of different countries, on different continents. And um, that's a conversation for a different show. And that is a part of this topic when we talk about origins and and orientation and relationship. But right now we're on origins. So where, again, we'll play with the question, where do you come from? And where do you find yourself drawn to? Yeah. So the word origin, as I went over to my friend, my friendly online etymology dictionary, um, I think is really cool. I'm not going to read you the whole thing. Uh, the ones that, the pieces that really stood out to me is this word was um, first used in the 1400s, and primarily it was in reference to ancestry or race which I think is kind of fascinating. Um, the cool thing that I found, though, was uh, that the um, in the Sanskrit word, it is the word is yarti, and I may not be pronouncing it completely correct, but that's my best pronunciation of it, yarti. Uh, it actually means literally to set in motion or move. And then there's another source, which is from the, uh, I believe it's called the Hittite uh, culture, and the word is, uh, it's A-R-A-I in the English language. Don't even, I would, I would, like, intuitively it feels like um, awry, and it actually means literally to arise, lift, or raise. Now that is what got my attention. That resonated, those two pieces resonated really strong for me. And um, it, it pinged for what this conversation, part of what this conversation wanted to be an invitation to. And really, so when we start talking about origin, if we look beyond, when we're willing to, look beyond the physical location, the physical conditions, the physical circumstances of where our bodies have been created this time <laughs> and we're we can talk about just this lifetime or we can add some more and it gets really fascinating when we, when we add more bodies but we'll start with this one so the physical location and way that your body has been created this time that pertains to in in part yes perhaps a geographical location and uh, a genetic recipe. And what if we began to add into that what is it that gives rise to us? When we ask, when we look at the question, where do we come from? What gives rise to our being? Hmm. Yeah. So in some ways, I'm perceiving a few tilted puppy dog heads, <laughs> and in other ways, I'm perceiving the, oh, wow, yes. So I want to begin to include that more on purpose um, as we play with the energy of this, this topic today and with the energy of the word origin when we look at where do we come from. It's easy to, yes, we can say source, we can say God, we can say um, 
the supernatural, we can say uh, the energy of the universe. Yes, 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 to all of that. Let's just include all of it. And how are we actually acknowledging it? if we are actually acknowledging it. So are we actually acknowledging it? Have you actually been acknowledging that aspect of the where you come from? What gives rise to you? Yeah. So that feels like a fun place. We could just take a moment and take a breath, and we're going to take our first break. (laughs) So as you just let this kind of permeate your world, your universe, your body, and see what what shows up for you? Notice what you notice. Um, does it? Is it a question mark? Is it an awareness? Is it both? And we will play with more of this when we come back. You are listening to A Lighting Divine with myself, Keisha Clark. We are on the Inspired Choices Network. We will return in just a few minutes. Within each of us, there is a spark of the essence that gives rise to all that is in the universe. Are you ready to let it light up your life? Tune in to Aligning Divine Radio Show with Soul and Body Coach Keisha Clark for fresh perspectives and powerful tools to be aligning with your divine essence and living it every day. Join us for Aligning Divine Radio Show every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, and 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Aligning Divine Radio Show with soul and body coach Keisha Clark. To bring your question on the show, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255. In Canada, 613-800-8736 or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You may also email your questions or comments to Keisha at KeishaClark.live. Now back to the show. <laughs> Welcome to the next segment of Aligning Divine Radio Show with me, Keisha Clark, so happily receiving your contribution to this conversation wherever and whenever you are playing with this conversation. It's awesome. I thank you. And how much more can we play with um, and become aware of with the topic of origins, orientation, and relationship? Hmm. So what came up for you over the break if you were with us during the first segment? Um, what do you? What are you becoming aware of about where do you come from? Where do you come from? Hmm. So let's like let's let that kind of simmer a little bit while we look at orientation. 
And uh, I found it curious that the word orientation, it's only actually been in use, um, according to Etymology Online, for the last uh, couple hundred years. And originally, it had to do with the arrangement of a building or uh, a, a project that was to face the east or any other specified direction. In its earliest application, it did have, there is one of the um, interpretations that it, it applies as to face east, and that is to orient yourself directionally. And I think it's interesting that in, in the States, we refer to the orient as the east, so I think that's kind of fun. Um, so as a verb, it is a sense of action of determining one's bearings. And again, this is only from like the mid-1800s. So I, I found that kind of fascinating. Um, so really what kind of pinged for me with this one was the getting our bearings, really getting like, okay, where are we situated? And that question, where am I right now, uh, applies with that too. Um, when we look at us being in the world, in the physical world, where are we? Um, we can apply it that way. So you could, again, you can list a geographical place. You can list um, a family, a culture. Um, it can apply in so many different ways. And what I think is really intriguing, one of the things I find really intriguing with this, is that oftentimes when we're talking about orientation, uh, there is a conversation around uh, our preferences, such as sexual orientation. Um, and I think it's really, it's, there's, when we talk about stories, there are so many stories around orientation as well, whether that's culturally um, who we might feel like we want to play with as partners, um, who, who and what are we oriented to. So I where I'm really looking at here with this, and again, these conversations are not about me giving you your answers. I am, I am genuinely um, inviting you to play with what is, what has been coming up for you as an answer or a reason. And when we kind of crack those things open a little bit or peek behind them, um, what can we find that? gives us some more space to play with. It gives us a little bit of breathing room uh, that we can move into different awareness or even, in some cases, completely new awareness altogether. Awareness that we maybe didn't acknowledge that we were aware of <laughs> before. So when we talk about orientation, it's very easy to be orienting ourselves to specific things in our lives, in our families, in our habits and kind of go into autopilot with that. Do you find that to be the case or do you notice that happening in either your life or in the world? Do you see this this kind of behavioral pattern? I notice that. That's one of the things I notice. Um, and I, I, for me, I, I notice how limiting that can actually be. And it's, um, it's like we we go from having something that could allow us to look at where we are with uh, an openness. We turn it into something that is a part of how we define ourselves. 
So it's one of the ways that we implement structure. We use orientation not as a way to be asking, but rather a way to be separating or determining or defining, which is a way of separating in many respects. And so I'm inviting you today with this conversation, one of the things that I'm inviting you to, is to look at how are you using orientation? And are you even looking at what you have been orienting yourself to? So what have you been orienting yourself to? Do you orient yourself to a particular cultural practice, a particular spiritual practice, a particular belief structure? Do you orient yourself uh, to a particular um, set of likes and dislikes under whatever name you want to call that? And if you've been doing that, which most of us have, <laughs> including me, I mean, you know, all transparency, um, it's just part of how we learn in many ways. It's, it's something that we are taught. We create these habits. And once things have become habitual, there is an orientation to that thing that we've developed a habit about. It's very easy to do, okay? Um, so when we add the element of question to this, what are we orienting ourselves to? What is our orientation in the world? What is our orientation in our family? What is our orientation uh, in our practice, in our, in our work life, in our professional life. And what I love about playing with this orientation piece is it, for me, as in preparing for today's show, it, it really, it got a little uncomfortable initially because as I was looking at what I had been orienting myself to, I started to notice how limiting I had been creating my world as, and not not even intentionally doing that, just getting to the space where, um, with, with regard to certain things, I was discovering this past week as I was playing with this topic, I was, just, I was noticing that, oh, I kind of decided I knew what I needed to know about that, and I sort of put it on a shelf, met- metaphorical shelf. And in doing that, how often, well, how often do we do that to begin with? And and in the doing of that, are we actually um, – what's the word I'm looking for? Are we actually putting up a, a barrier, putting up a, a like a, a, a no vacancy sign <laughs> to the universe, right? Like there's no more room – on this topic, I've decided what is for me with this topic, and I'm not willing to have any flexibility with it. And really, that's what I see a lot of us doing with this whole orientation piece, is we decide that we know where we come from and who we are, <laughs> and we function from that in a way that is not expansive. And it does not allow us to have the the movement through the full range of possible expression of us and, and through us and as us. So a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about the universe expressing to, in, as, and through us. Well, as we go into these conclusive 
um, structurings with the use of you know, through orientation, uh, we can over time, and sometimes it can happen very quickly. We can actually create ourselves into quite a tiny little box of definitions and structure. Now, there are lots of reasons we do this. Many of them have to do with when we're actually coming from scarcity or coming from not good enough or not enough or coming from the belief that there's something we're not that we're supposed to be. And so we use these these interesting decisions that come around our orientation to try to be that. And yet, the very thing that we're doing with orientation and the way that we're using it is keeping us from being what we desire. So isn't that interesting? Kind of a fun little world of paradoxes that we've created. <laughs> so orientation, what if we could play with it as, okay, if I were to ask to get my bearings today, where am I? Huh. And you can play with the question, where am I with regard to? Where am I with regard to my family? Where am I with regard to my work life? Where am I with regard to um, whatever relationship you want to look at? And yes, we'll get into relationship in just a minute. So how much do we use orientation as an attempt to quantify, to be part of that quantification and that validation? I'll ask that again. How much do we use orientation and the definitions that we create from our, or to hold our orientation in place? How often are we using that to quantify ourselves and to validate ourselves, to explain ourselves, to make ourselves feel better about ourselves? So I'm going to ask you, if we're doing that, if you're just even remotely aware of if that's going on in your life, is that actually allowing you to be connecting to the more of you and the more possibilities of you? Hmm, yeah, that gets a little bit, <laughs> a little squeaky, yeah. Yeah, for me, I get a no. That does not allow me. To, to have that fluidity, to have that expansiveness, to have that range of energetic motion or the energetic range of motion as well as a physical range of motion to play with. And that energetic range of motion is the exercising of choice in the way that I'm playing with it in this conversation. So wherever you're using orientation, consciously or unconsciously, in a way that is actually constricting you would you be willing to begin to choose beyond wherever you have decided you have been oriented to and whoever you have decided you have decided that you have to be oriented to and however you have decided that you have to be oriented to anyone or anything so we'll stair step this when we talk about origin we go beyond the physical construct of where we come from. We're adding in, we're including the essence, what gives rise to us. 
And then we add the orientation to get our bearings. What if orientation is just about getting a sense of where you are right now in this moment so that you can ask a question, now where do I want to go? Huh. And you might also ask, okay, is where I am right now lining up with what I truly desire to be creating and where I truly desire to be going? Now, if you get a no to that when you ask it, please, please, please do your very best (laughs) to not go immediately into judgment (laughs) that you're doing something wrong. It's not about that. It's about information. Everything is about information. So when you ask the question, you get information. And if you can allow the information to come to you, it will make things so much more fluid and efficient for you to play with in the way you can create and in the way you can change what isn't working or what you perceive not to be working for you in in a given moment. Are you willing to play with this and play with it in a way that works for you? So if the way that I'm playing with this doesn't really blow your hair back, please pick a different way to play with it. I just invite you to play with it. If you're having stress or fatigue or awkwardness or unhappiness in any way showing up for you, what if that is your life asking you to look at where you are locked into a belief, a practice, a behavior, a something that keeps you in the limitation rather than allows you to get out of it? Yes. Awesome. Okay, cool. So now (laughs) we're going into relationships. And oh my goodness, yes, there are a godzillion, gabillion, jillion, trillion interesting definitions and significances and meanings to the word relationship. So first of all, everything we have bought into about relationships, can we just maybe agree for this moment to choose beyond what we've already decided relationship is or has to be or can't be or is supposed to be and we didn't do it right or we've got it just right, (laughs) again, with the orientation thing, right? So beyond all of that, there is something else here for us to play with. That's what I want to tap into. Yes, yes, yes. So relationship, at the simplest, um, I guess you could call it definition, The simplest application of the word relationship, um, you can say it's it's a distance between two points or the space between two points. And we will play with the distinction of those two words when we come back from the break. So I'm just going to let you play with what, or I'm going to invite you to play with, what is relationship for you? What has relationship been for you? And I'm going to tap into your intuitive capacities right now, I'm going to invite you to stretch a little bit if you're not already doing that. What are you aware of that is totally possible with relationship of any kind before you turn it into a specific type of relationship? What are you aware of is possible with relationship that you have not yet acknowledged? Ask that to come forward in your awareness, and we're going to play with more relationship when we get back from this break. Yes, yes, yes. Notice what you notice. Oh, my goodness. Yes, you are listening to Aligning Divine Radio Show with myself, Keisha Clark, and I'm so grateful you're here. 
And when we get back, more on origins, orientation, and relationship. We'll be right back. Within each of us, there is a spark of the essence that gives rise to all that is in the universe. Are you ready to let it light up your life? Tune in to Aligning Divine Radio Show with Soul and Body Coach Keisha Clark for fresh perspectives and powerful tools to be aligning with your divine essence and living it every day. Join us for Aligning Divine Radio Show every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, and 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Aligning Divine Radio Show with soul and body coach Keisha Clark. To bring your question on the show, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255. In Canada, 613-800-8736. Or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You may also email your questions or comments to Keisha at KeishaClark.live. Now back to the show. Mm, 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 mm. Welcome back, my darlings, and how you be? <laughs> we are here on the Aligning Divine radio show. I'm Keisha Clark. I'm so grateful you're playing with this topic with me today. Holy moly, I got some serious energies popping, some awareness is popping, and wow, what else can we play with with this topic on origins, orientation, and relationship? And we are at the relationship part of this conversation. So, oh, <laughs> all the relationship stuff, holy moly, all the relationship stuff that you carry in with you, all that baggage, all the crap, all the dead animals, <laughs> however you want to <laughs> express that. All the things that you have going on with and about relationship of any kind in your life, with anywhere you've had conflictual energies with relationship, is simply an indication that you have a greater sense and knowing of what relationship truly can be. And it's just bumping into your universe. It's, it's kind of creating a little um, collisions in your universe. So, relationship. We think of it, again, in physical terms, primarily. Um, and, of course, the big, the big relationship is the marital relationship, of course, or the dating relationship, the significant other relationship. So, yes, of course, we're acknowledging that. And relationship in general is also a big piece of this. 
<laughs> How many times are we disregarding or discounting the what we consider insignificant relationships? <laughs> and what if we could have a different reality with all relationship? What is our re- reality with relationship? Have you even acknowledged that you could have your own reality with relationship? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So when we're functioning from that um, (laughs) physical-based kind of um, condition with relationship, yes, it can very easily and very quickly become about the, the, the significance of it especially if we're choosing relationship or if we get into the habit of having relationship as a way of validating us. And so relationship is a way that many of us try to quantify and validate. It's another way that many of us try to quantify and validate our lives. Now I'm going to go a little bit quickly with this one because we are going to bring all of this together. So how do you relate in the world? And how do you relate to the world? What do you notice about that? Is all of the way you do relationship to anything, have you based it in the physical aspect of expression? So is relationship in the physical sense, and I mean whether that's two people standing in a single room or whether that's two people who are in a relationship that they're sleeping together, (laughs) Are you basing it in the physical expression so that you can have a sense of security about your orientation? In other words, your security about where and who you are. Is that what you're using relationship for? And if you are, isn't that intriguing? And if you are, yeah, like, welcome to this reality. It's a popular club. But what if we could actually shift the way we do relationship? If we could shift the way we look at relationship? And if we could shift how we allow relationship to contribute to us? What if you could let relationship actually contribute to you? Hello. (laughs) Right? So with relationship... We do this really interesting thing. A lot of us go into relationship from a need or a wanting, which one of the one of the ways we could look at the word wanting is a lacking. That is one of the original applications of the word want. We talk about leaving someone wanting. It's a less than full condition. It's a less than fulfilled condition. So, while that might have some really fun things you could play with in a romantic uh, relationship kind of sense or in a, you know, paperback novel kind of sense, um, that isn't exactly the most generative application we can have in our lives. So would you be willing to allow relationship to be a way that the universe can actually contribute to you? And would you be willing to allow relationship to be a way that you can receive information that empowers you to make 
different choices that really work for you? And would you be willing to be an instrument of that with your fellow dwellers on this planet, whether they be in animal creature bodies or human creature bodies (laughs) or nature creature bodies? You know, a tree technically has a body. A tree has its own consciousness. Its body shows up as what we know as a tree, and it's still a body. So where have you limited yourself to uh, a, a very small version of relationship? Where have you limited yourself to a portion of the spectrum of what is possible with relationship? So what we often do is we we look at relationship if we look at if we look at relationship as the space between two points or the distance between two points and that's what I want to play with the space versus the distance distance is what occurs oftentimes when we put the expectation on relationship okay when we put an expectation into the space between ourselves and any other thing, person, or point, we actually begin to contract the space or constrict the space. Okay? And that's when relationship gets awkward and uncomfortable oftentimes. Because we're putting an expectation into the space. It's constricting the space. That means we're not having the fluidity between ourselves and that other thing or person that we are in the relationship with. Okay. So that's one piece. So how we relate is a key piece of this. This is a choice. Do you want to relate through the definition that you've decided has to be applied, or do you want to relate through allowing the space to stay fluid and being in curiosity? And being in curiosity is one of the ways we allow the space to stay fluid and expanded. So let's kind of bring all this together. So as a, when we look at our origin, we're talking about being energy. We could also say being space. We are space that is pregnant with question. Now, how we choose to uh, direct that question, how we choose to utilize it, that's up to us. That's part of consciousness. But when we be that energy and that space, when we are acknowledging what gives rise to us, it is that question. So you could question, where do I come from? And you could spend a day with just that. And probably you would start to get some new awarenesses of the the who and where you truly are and come from. Then we look at getting our bearings. What if we could shift this orientation piece from keeping us in a place to allowing us to move to new places? We're just allowing ourselves to be in the question again and looking at how are we orienting ourselves in any given moment. So how are you orienting yourself today? And what are you orienting to today? 
in any given moment. Then we can take ourselves out of being at the effect of all of those definitions. And one of those definitions is time, my friends. That construct that we stick ourselves with a lot. It's not a bad thing. We just don't often use it in a way that it's really friendly or kind to ourselves. So any of the structures that we are currently functioning from with regard to orientation, what if we could be willing to just start suspending those? Start suspending time. Start suspending identity. Start suspending those definitions that you have been holding on to to keep you oriented to the who and what you thought you are. And then when we go into relationship, when we look at every relationship and look at how we relate to any and everything else, what if we can actually function from the curiosity, being space with another person, being energy and space with another creature, whether that's with animals if we're training them or working on training with them, or whether that's with our children, or whether that's with our lovers, or whether that's with our family, or our coworkers, or nature, or our house, or our car, or our bank account. Whatever it is that we are in relationship to at any given moment, how are we relating to that? And are we allowing ourselves to get our bearings through question of Where are we in this moment in our relationship with this? What if that is the way to open the door and keep the energy flowing to receive more awareness of what really can work for us, what really does allow us to line up with our essence and live it in the conventional world? It doesn't have to be difficult. There's a whole lot more to this conversation. Keep coming back to play. I'll be here next Wednesday, 2 p.m. Eastern. Thank you so much. (laughs) Have a great week. Thank you for listening to Aligning Divine Radio Show. Keisha Clark has more to share next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, and 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. And for now, she is cheering you on to create an awesome week of lining up with your essence.